I'm Julianne DeLynn Hatton, and you're listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. This series will discuss the Prophet Joseph Smith and the authenticity of the gospel he restored. I'll be speaking with Michael R. Ash, author of the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Good evening, Michael Ash. Hi, Julianne. Today we're talking about barley, which is among the list of supposed Book of Mormon blunders. The the critics have a long list of supposed Book of Mormon blunders, and barley is on that list. It's yet another one. One of the quotes I found in your book is, Barley never grew in the New World before the white man brought it here. Yeah, that's from one of the critics. And uh, for good grief, for, for decades... Uh, you know, over a century, the critics have been saying that that's, that's a big Book of Mormon blunder, that it didn't exist, that it came uh, with the Spaniards later on. And uh, so one more proof that the Book of Mormon is a work of fiction. Well, where do you want to start with barley then? Well, um, a couple of things to probably point out, the first of which is that everything in the Book of Mormon, we have to understand, is is translated. So we've got an ancient text that's being translated uh, through Joseph Smith, who um, Heavenly Father is giving him the translation, because Joseph Smith said it was by the gift and power of God, but nevertheless it has to be put into his language. And so when we run into certain anachronisms, uh, things that seem to be out of place in the Book of Mormon, that they weren't, uh, that they wouldn't have existed in that time, period, that then we have to understand that there's always a possibility that Joseph Smith's language used a word that might have referred to something else, and that uh, certainly could have been the, the situation with barley. Um, it's a ling- linguistic mix-up. Uh, in America, for instance, we, we refer to corn. Yet Yesterday I went to uh, kind of a farmer's market type thing, and we had corn on the cob. But that's not what it's called here in, in America. Originally, it was called maize. So, so there's two words that mean, you know, the same thing. And we find that uh, in, in England, we, there's wheat and there's Scotland as oats, but it refers to the same thing. And so barley might have referred to something else. So that's at least a starting point. And that's something we have to understand with almost any Book of Mormon anachronism. So there's always a possibility it might refer to something else. Now, the critics always jump on this and say, well, you're just twisting words around. But that's not true, because whenever scholars have pointed out that there could be a different linguistic term for something, it's uh, based on scholarship from non-Latter-day Saints. Correct. So a lot of the scholarship you use in your books is not from Latter-day Saints, as a matter of fact. Right. There's, there's, uh, I've, I used kind of a mix of different things, and even when I rely on Latter-day, Latter-day Saint scholars, uh, a lot of their work is based on um, research based from non-Latter-day Saint scholars. And, and so uh, LDS apologists, defenders of the faith, are not just picking and choosing some places to substitute a word that works out for the Book of Mormon. They're basing it on actual circumstances where non-LDS scholars have shown that uh, many times there's different labels that can work for the same type of an item. Is there evidence of barley in the New World? Yes, and that's where it gets better. So the first part is to point out that we have to be careful how we understand it. The second part is that that we do know that there was actually uh, barley in the New World, ancient 
barley. In fact, the, the first item that really came to notice for LDS scholars um, was from an article in Science 1980, actually Science 83. It was written in 1983, but at the time they just used the years for the, the label. And I remember actually coming across this magazine. I like to read it periodically. And there was an article in there about um, this domesticated barley that dated back to uh, maybe 300 B.C., and it was in Arizona, but it was pre-Columbian domesticated barley. And, and the uh, author of the article talks about how they were startled to, to discover this because they didn't know that this uh, domesticated barley would have existed. And since that time, other examples of domesticated barley have been found as well. Now, in addition to this, since... LDS scholars have no, taken notice of the fact of this ancient domesticated barley that's pre-Columbian. It has come to the attention of scholars that there was a, types of wild barley that were native to the Americas as well. Now, most of this barley is discovered uh, north of Mesoamerica in, in the United States areas, like in, like in Arizona, for instance, or maybe eastern Oklahoma, southern Illinois. But we do know, and again, this is based on non-LDS scholarship, that there was trade between the Mayans, between uh, Mesoamerican peoples and the northern areas that are now encompassed into the United States. And so it's very possible that uh, this barley was part of this trade that went from Mesoamerica northward or maybe even in southward at some point. But it's a fact now, an indisputable fact, that barley was known in the ancient New World prior to the Columbians, uh, to Christopher Columbus and the Spaniards coming here. So it does match, at least for time period and the general area, what's described in the Book of Mormon. Thank you, Michael Ash. Thank you, Julianne. Thanks for listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. I'm your host, Julianne DeLynn Hatton, inviting you to keep the faith. Michael Arash is the author of the book, Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Faith and Reason is produced by Tom Hatton with music courtesy of Arthur Hatton. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can support this podcast by subscribing to it in iTunes and by rating it and writing a review. Questions or comments can be sent to podcast at fairmormon.org or you may join the conversation at fairblog.org.